At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. Live, coast to coast, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Las Vegas. Action-packed Thursday for you. NFL, I mean, the NFL, the gurus of marketing, the schedule release. We knew the teams they were going to play, the order and where, when. Maybe the biggest story of the day. We are doing a professional, better, deep dive into the schedule. And there's three teams, Fezzik says, affected enough by the schedule to affect his betting. He joins us. One of the pros who knows. Also, Brad Powers. All the college knowledge. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. But you can't have pros without Joes. 
He is Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And we start on straight out of Vegas in the NBA, where the NBA playoffs are underway and firing off strong. The Boston Celtics take a 2-0 series lead after a 99-91 win over the Indiana Pacers last night. So, RJ, what does Vegas make of the Celtics, who are two games away from advancing to the next round? Well, I think what the Vegas makes of that game last night is sports betting can be... Tough, tough. Fez, just paint the picture. You got Pacers plus seven. You didn't, but imagine you had Pacers plus seven and a half in your pocket. Tell us how horrendous this result was. You got Pacers plus seven and a half. There's 50 seconds to play, and your team has the lead. You're up by two points, RJ. At this point, you're thinking to yourself, as long as we avoid overtime, it's a lock that we're going to win. So let's fast forward. 12 seconds remain. Boston has somehow taken the lead. That's fine. Boston's ahead by three. The Pacers have the ball. You've got plus seven and a half, so you're doing the math, and you're thinking, well, worst-case scenario, we could miss. I guess we fouled. The Celtics could win by five. The worst thing that could possibly happen is I guess the Celtics could win by seven. I'm home free here. No, you're not, because the Celtics get a three-point play while they're being fouled. The Celtics win by eight, and one of the—we don't talk bad beats that often, but this is one of the worst bad beats of the year if you bet Indiana. I mean, it's a heartbreaker. Yo, homeboy! Welcome to the hood, brother! I mean, it, it, these are not—this is not easy terrain. And you really think about it, especially when you have a ticket. Let's say you're a— $200 batter. So kind of not big, not small. You're right in the middle. It's one thing to say, oh, I lost 200 bucks. But that's not the way you think. You lost $420. Yeah, <laughs> you're laying 220 to win two. It's a $420 swing. And what it does, it makes you question. You know, there's a line in The Sopranos. Artie Bucco was so mad at Tony Soprano, he was talking to his priest and he says, my anger is not just for this man. It makes me hate all men. I'm so angry. It makes you hate not so much gambling, but the process of trying to get the right side. When you've, And that's what can happen that's really dangerous is you're grinding for the half point here, half point there accumulating those half points is how you become a winning batter. You have a ticket that is so the right side that loses in a way that makes no sense. It just feels whimsical. It just feels like fate's against you. It's hard the next day to be grinding out for those half points because it's almost like they don't matter. I'm either lucky or I'm not lucky. So it's not just like really square people that don't worry about the half points. I think the pros that know what they're doing, sometimes the challenge is caring about those half points even after a game like this. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, this is the sort of game that really tries your soul in the sense of Indiana the entire game. They don't give up. They keep fouling even though they're not going to win at the end until, RJ, they get down by eight. There's still five seconds left. Then, after fouling, they inbounds the ball. Now they just dribble it out, and they don't even try to score for you to cover. Ugh, that's Steve mm -hmm. Fezzik. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. Now, Steve, we disagreed on this series. I felt like the Pacers probably were going to be more like the team 
the first three weeks after Oladipo's injury, which was surprisingly good. I also thought the spotlight being even brighter in the playoffs wasn't good for the ego issues on the Celtics. I get that there's two covers for Boston. Where's your mind at right now, honestly, both on Boston quickly and on the Pacers? Well, I think I was right about the Pacers. They don't have a go-to guy. Bogdanovich is their best scorer, and they really are a fringe playoff team. So I was right about Indiana. Now, I don't know about Boston. So just to be clear, this fringe playoff team was 50-50 to beat Boston in Game 2. Very late in the game. Yes. And I Mm. still think, I'm still worried about the Celtics. I know the media is saying, oh, Kyrie Irving, you can rely upon him late. But the bottom line was it was a Tatum three that put Boston up late in this game. If he doesn't make that three, RJ, the series is 1-1, and you're looking fat on your bet against me. And by the way, we talk about the zigzag. When a team's motivated, the NBA betting markets take that seriously. Game three, and right now Boston... Seems to be the much, much better team. What we know is home court advantage in the NBA is worth three and a half points. So Pacers favored by three and a half would be a sign these are even teams. Well, that seems crazy, right? Boston's so much better. What's the early game three line? Indiana is laying three points. I was shocked by this line. So it's really saying, one, that Boston in theory in this spot is only a half point better Three and a half typical home court. This line's three. Or it could be saying, maybe RJ was right. The market is saying, boy, the Pacers are very competitive with this Boston team. One way or the other, though, Pacers clear favorites in game three. Guys, we keep it in the Eastern Conference where the Milwaukee Bucks took care of the Detroit Pistons 120-99 to last night. Milwaukee now up two games to none in their series. So this isn't a fringe playoff team with Detroit. With the current injury situation, they shouldn't be a playoff team. Milwaukee, a team that's net point differential during the season, historically good. The question was, will Milwaukee sit on, the rest on their laurels, get a little fat and happy, a little complacent? My thought was, hey, this is the first time around the block for these guys. They're not yet cynical enough to worry about sitting on their laurels. What did you see yesterday? I saw you being spot on here, RJ. So fourth quarter, halfway through, Milwaukee's up 16, six minutes to play and four minutes to play. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to come right in the back door here with my bet plus 15. I've seen this a million times. Say that one more time. I'm going to come right in the back door here, plus plus the 15. See it a zillion times where the big favorite, the playoff team, goes ahead and lets up. They get the memo, you know, don't get anybody hurt. Even rest my starters. Win by 11, that's fine. No reason to bury this team. But as you had warned me, RJ, Milwaukee hasn't been there before. They haven't gotten the memo. They just kept playing hard, foot to the gas. Milwaukee wins by 21, wins the last four minutes by five points. And I also think we have a beautiful sound drop moving forward. So that's a good thing. Don't you think, Brad? (laughs) (laughs) Win-win. Now, doesn't mean I'm going to bet Milwaukee every game. I'm just saying I don't see this team... Not trying. They are. This is like their trip to. It's like Disneyland. The kids aren't at five o'clock. You're tired as the parent. Let's say the kids. They're excited. Just want to keep going on. They the want ride. to keep going. Hmm. You know, we actually have my head of sales, Tom here, who's been to Disneyland 
we could get them on mic and see if they at what point the kids got tired. Eh, we'll, we'll we'll leave them off the hook. Let's say that. Uh, guys, out west, the Houston Rockets have a two nothing series lead over the Utah Jazz. One eighteen ninety eight was the final. Houston up and two games away from also advancing to the next round. So I've got two questions. One, we mentioned the ringer was talking about Utah's old school approach to basketball pre Golden State Revolution. Maybe was a particularly bad matchup against this Houston team that's as modern as they get. How much are we starting to realize? Because let's be candid, before the series, that was not being widely discussed. And number two, how good is this Houston team right now? Yeah, so number one, I do think that Utah is a good system team. They're good during the regular season. They play hard. They pack it in. And yeah, this is the old crap. You're repeating. We don't we can go back and listen to the podcast. I'm talking about there is a modern NBA, Golden State shooting threes, all that stuff. You previewed this series multiple times. You didn't mention, no one mentioned, no one I read mentioned, not saying it wasn't out there. I'm saying I didn't see it. That Utah, the back to the basket, uh, defending the basket, kind of old school approach would be particularly susceptible, particularly not effective against Houston's modern approach. Do you now, after two games, see that matchup advantage for Houston being more prominent than you thought because you didn't mention it? Yeah, much more prominent for Houston. Bottom line is Houston's gotten wide open threes, and when Utah tries to stop it, then Harden drives into the paint, and the big men for Utah come over, and he just lobs it to Capella, who dunks it in. It's just a a, a dream matchup for Houston's offense. How do we miss that? Well, we liked Houston being undervalued, but we didn't man I, I missed the X's and O's being so much in Houston's favor. Now the flip side is does it make Houston that advantage matchup wise against Utah? Does it make Houston look better than they are? I don't think it does because I used I mean it would have to, right? In theory, they have an edge that that, that they're not gonna have against the next team. Fair enough, yes, but I think what's countering that is the fact that Houston all year long didn't have their big three healthy because Chris Paul was out a month, Capella was out a month, and this Capella is a good under-the-radar guy here, RJ. He is their inside force presence, and he's been dynamite in the series. I agree, but I think that there's it's almost like saying we're going to try to lift, uh, collectively we're going to lift a really heavy car or something, and... All, once a week we're doing it, and we can see how heavy of a car we can us three can lift. And one week it's a thousand pounds, next week it's a thousand twenty. Blah blah blah. Now the wind is a factor in this analogy. The wind is the matchup, but also Fez, at your advanced age, maybe your knee was hurt and you had a knee brace on. I get the whole idea. If in the next time we lift the car, which is now the playoffs in this analogy. Your knee's 100%. You know, all year it was hurting. Now it's 100%. Maybe we can lift 50 extra pounds. But at the same time, the wind is especially advantageous. So we end up lifting 80 mm. pounds additional. 50 of it was your knee feeling good. And then the other 30 was the wind. Here, I agree with you. Houston looks a certain way. That's the extra 80 pounds. They look especially good. How much of that, though, is they've got their core together and they haven't had that health most of the year? And how much of it is 
whoever was playing for Houston, schematically they've got a big advantage against Utah. I'm saying some of what we're seeing is the schematic advantage, which means Houston might look a little better than they really are. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's some of it, but I still think that Houston is playing at a very high level regardless of who they play. When we come back, you've heard all the jibber-jabber about the NFL schedule. We will tell you exactly what Vegas thinks about it. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a moment, we will take a look from the Vegas perspective of the NFL schedule release. Each weekday, we have fun bringing the fun of Vegas straight to you. Right now in the Strip, 85 degrees, baby, and the neon is pulsing. 
So the big news around the NFL world over the past 24 hours is the release of the NFL schedule. Some leaks early on. The official release was last night. So, RJ, we've seen what all the pundits, the sports talk hosts, the fans have had to say about it. But what does Vegas say? Where's the money at when it comes to the schedule release in the NFL? Yeah, this is something I thought the feedback we got here on Straight Out of Vegas for the segment we did yesterday before the official release breaking down what to look for. One of our most popular segments. Thank you so much for the feedback. We're now going to go through that list again and not think about it abstractly, but rather what teams are applicable. So number one on the list was, and Fez, you're going to give me the teams, a negative would be a home game in London or a home game in Mexico City. Now, why is that a negative? It's because there is no home advantage, really, to be the home team, quote, unquote, in London, in Mexico City. And thus now you only have seven true home games, nine road games. And that ninth one is even more negative because it's a big, long, tiring trip. Fez, who, which teams are at a disadvantage because of that home designation Far away from home. Right. So four NFL teams have home games, quote-unquote, in England. They are Oakland, Tampa Bay, the Rams, and Jacksonville. So those are the four that got it the worst. So negatives for those four. Yes, and a negative for the Chargers. They have a home game in Mexico. And remember this about Mexico City. Have you ever been accused of doing something you didn't do? Well, it happened to me in Mexico City. That that can happen. <laughs> Mr. T's right. Now, <laughs> always got to count for that, Jonas. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> now, Fez, not as big, and we won't take off the teams, but Thursday road games, a big negative. Look at that list. And, oh, by the way, in just a few minutes, we're going to give you the three teams most affected by this schedule in a negative way. And some of that is going to be driven by Road games on Thursday being the last piece of the puzzle. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. Next, let's talk about travel. And obviously, the more you have to travel, it's a bigger negative for a team. What are the teams with the most travel? The most travel. Conspiracy theorists will love this. The Oakland Raiders, 35,000 miles. The Oakland fans always feel the league seems to be out to get them. Certainly is with the travel schedule, 35,000 miles from Oakland, right behind them, the Rams, 33,000 miles. To put this in perspective, RJ, there are four teams that don't even have to travel more than 9,000 miles. So one team, or two teams here are traveling five times more than the team that travels the least, the Jets. Okay, so Jets, less than 10,000 miles. 7,000 Jets. And two teams, and name those teams again? Oakland and the Rams. Over 30,000. Yes. And we got those numbers from thescore.com, and uh, they seem right as we eyeballed them. So negative for the Rams in that case. Next, let's talk net rest. Now, how does rest have a positive or negative? Usually it's going to be, well, if you play a Thursday game, for example, but in theory that averages itself out because now you got 10 days to go. It's usually about your opponent. Does your opponent have a buy? Because if you if you have more opponents with buys, 
you're going to be at a net rest disadvantage as a team. Which teams are in that spot, Fed? Yeah, there's two teams that really had a dealt bad in the schedule. They had to play three teams coming off buys, New England and Philadelphia. And, RJ, I think this is a bigger deal than normal. Think about it. A team goes on their buy. Sometimes they're distracted. Any team playing the Patriots or playing the Eagles is going to be sky high to play them, and three teams are going to be have an extra week of prep for the Eagles and for New England. And that's a fascinating point because buys usually increase variance in games. Most of the time it's an advantage. But sometimes if a team, especially if they're out of it and there's a sense of, hey, the season's over, and Brad, we see this in college all the time, whereas it's a late-season buy, they, they got nothing to play for. They come back for one or two more games, and boy, they come back and they're not ready to play. Yeah, I mean, especially teams sometimes with upperclassmen, they're checked out, season's over, <laughs> time to focus on what's uh, next in their life. Yes, and in this case, Fez, if you're playing the Eagles, if you're playing the Patriots, you're going to be focused regardless. Absolutely, and you're going to have some fresh bodies, some fresh legs for those games. Now, let's just talk the extremes in this case. Late buys versus early buys. I'm a big believer that an early buy is a big disadvantage and a late buy is a big advantage. Why do you think that's the case? Yeah, I agree because you don't really need a buy at the end of September. You're just basically hitting your stride on offense and where you need the buy is when all your players are banged up. If they're not injured, they've certainly got bruises all over them. You want that buy to occur late in October, early in November. All right, so the first buys of the year, 49ers, Jets. So I think that's a slight negative. Last buys of the year, Kansas City, Chargers, Arizona, Minnesota. I think it's a positive. Now, it's a spectrum where if you're the second week, it's probably a little less of a negative. Next to last week, a little less of a positive. All the way to the middle. So look at your team and consider how positive how negative. RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. We are breaking down from a Vegas perspective what the schedule means. The NFL release yesterday. How's it affecting teams positively, negatively? In just about three minutes, we're going to give you the three teams with the biggest effect. Let me throw one more at you, Fez. And boy, this became prominent last year. Denver with a home game early in the year. They've got a long history of being very successful at home early and the rationale being at altitude, if you're not in great shape yet, the opponent, it's even a bigger advantage for Denver. Well, week two, Denver hosts Chicago, the Bears. So think about that. On one hand, the Bears got to play Green Bay. And then the Bears got to go to Denver. Could be a tough tough start for the Bears. Could be, but uh, Bears get 10 days off, right? So maybe that might be a mitigating factor in this case. Well, is, that, is it or is it, I guess in theory, you could say you're coming in a little less tired. But on the other hand, you could say, are you, I guess it matters how hard they practice that 10 days, right? Because, or you're going to come in where you're a little bit, lackadaisical because you've had 10 days off. That's why this is an art, not a science. Let's just do the three teams. We could we could go to the news first, but we got so much good content here, and this Kevin Durant stuff is 
fascinating to me. Fez, you've got the three teams that are at the top of the list of you add up all these factors, and here's the teams most affected. Steve Fezzik, NFL expert, team number one. The Rams, they have to fly. 30- so, so is it positive or negative? Negative. All these teams are negative. So the Rams have to fly a whole bunch of miles, 33,000 miles. So this is the second most miles. Second most miles. And they lose a home game. They got to play their a designated home game in England. So they lose one of their home games. And they have to play a Thursday night game on the road. We hate that short work, work week to prep. And that Thursday game is in Seattle, arguably the hardest place in the NFL to play on a Thursday night. So think about that. We did not 24 hours ago or 48 hours ago, based on the leagues, we did not know this about the Rams. We knew everything about who they were going to play and all that. We didn't know their travel. I guess in theory, well, we, yeah, we didn't even know which games were home and away, right? So, yep. We didn't know that they were going to be the Rams, the second most travel required of any team. We didn't know they'd have a quote-unquote home game in London, and we didn't know they'd play on the road on Thursday in the toughest venue perhaps in the NFL. That's about as bad of a schedule. Let's just say this. I think it's fair to say the Rams – were as affected by the schedule release as any team I've seen in in years. Yes. In a negative sense. Big time. Team number two. Oakland, also very, very difficult travel. 35,000 miles. They have to travel the most of any NFL team. They, too, lose a home game. They got to play in England. So that's a big negative. And this is a shocker. And everyone's talking about this. Yes. And this is a shocker. Oakland has five straight games away from home. In fairly early in the year, two games on the road. Then they go to London for a fake home game. By week, two more games on the road. So true. So negative Oakland. And what's fascinating is the betting markets where you can have over-under win totals haven't been affected when it comes to the Rams. No betting yet on the under. And Oakland, and especially because there's so much love in Vegas for Oakland, hasn't been affected. So if you agree with this logic, there might be an opportunity out there betting the Rams and Raiders under. Finally, last team most negatively affected by the schedule release, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, they have to fly a lot of miles, 25,000 as well. But they have the same situation as Oakland does. They go to London. They, too, have a fake home game where they're not home. And they, too, have to play five straight games away from home. The same problem. And I got to tell you, RJ, Given that, think about Oakland and Tampa Bay. These are two bad teams, right? They're only supposed to win six, six and a half games. They could lose their fan base easily if they go on a long losing streak early in the year. Okay, Steve Fezzik, NFL expert, great stuff. I think this is something no other show can do. Three teams affected, down arrow, negative, most by the schedule release. Rams, Raiders, Tampa Bay Bucks. In just one minute, we're going to talk about Kevin Durant, and all his jibber-jabber, what does it mean to tonight's game for Golden State? That's coming up next, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, it's Isaac Lohenkron.
Hey, Jonas, this afternoon the Oakland A's announced that they have signed outfielder Chris Davis to a two-year contract extension through the 2021 campaign. Jeff Passan reports the deal is worth $33.5 million. In the NFL today, Arizona Cardinals QB Josh Rosen commenting publicly for the first time on the rumors that the Cardinals might draft Kyler Murray at number one. Here's Rosen speaking with SITV. You have to be aware of what's going on to a certain extent. So, like, I definitely understand the situation. I mean, it's annoying, but, like, it is what it is. Football is a business, and I, I definitely respect the, the higher-ups and their decisions. Today, Jacksonville Jaguars Vice President of Football Operations and Grouchiness, apparently, Tom Coughlin called out cornerback Jalen Ramsey and linebacker Telvin Smith for being the only two players to miss the Jaguars' voluntary offseason workouts. The NFL Players Association responded with a tweet from NFLPA President Eric Winston saying that the CBA prohibits anyone from threatening players to participate in voluntary workouts and that they will always pursue any violations. The Dolphins picked up the fifth-year option on the rookie deal of their starting left tackle, Laramie Tunsil. And finally, in college hoops, Texas Tech's Jarrett Culver today declared for the NBA draft after the Big 12 Player of the Year helped lead the Red Raiders to the national championship game as a sophomore. And with that, Jonas, back to you. Thanks, Isaac. Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in 15 minutes from now here on FSR, we will take a look ahead into an action-packed night in the NBA. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Yeah, and real quick, just to put a bow on it, we talked about Rams negative, Tampa Bay negative based on the schedule, Raiders negative. We didn't mention with the Raiders all of these 10 a.m. Eastern time starts, an inordinate number and that is a big negative for those West Coast teams traveling east that have to start early. Make it 11.30. I'm drinking tonight. <laughs> That's Mickey, right, from uh, Ray Donovan. Guy calls him up and says, uh, it's the FBI guy, and he says, uh, I'll be at your house at 10 o'clock for something. He goes, make it 11.30. I'm drinking tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, there is a big game coming up at Staples Center. It's the Warriors and the Clippers later on tonight. That series is tied at one apiece. The big storyline in that series so far has been Kevin Durant versus Patrick Beverly. Durant talked about the back and forth at a news conference yesterday. I want to have a little back and forth with Patrick Beverly. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Wow. You know... I here's the question. Will Kevin Durant be more efficient? Will Kevin Durant score more? Those are two different questions. Let's give Kobe credit. Kobe Bryant understands branding, the the media, the media cycle. And let me ask Jonas as someone in LA, as someone who watches sports as much as anyone, the Voice of the fans. It's shocking to me how much Kev or Kobe's last, what was it, 60-point game? Yeah. If I remember right, affected the narrative of his last season. If you would have written the recap of his season after 81 games, it would have been Torres, Achilles, never was the same, got worse and worse, finally limped home. Yeah, the, right? the dessert um, sort of overshadowed the crummy dinner that you had. 
and that's but how anybody remembers. He puts up sixty, yep. and it's like, see, he could even done it at the end. Yeah, he could even do it at the end. And to me, any good NBA score, if you say score as many points as you can, is going to score more points than they would on a typical night. The question becomes. Is Durant going to be more efficient because of it? It strikes me, Fez, unequivocally he's going to shoot more. And and he's got a – it feels like he's been challenged by Beverly. Stephen A. Smith was all over the place saying, this guy's 10 inches shorter than you, but he's stopping you. It feels like Durant wants to make a statement tonight. Do you agree with that? Does it just feel like that? It does, and I think Durant is going to go for 30 points, and betting Durant over the 26.5 points for the proposition bet's probably a good bet here, but I'm not so sure it's going to help Golden State to be any more efficient. Yeah, that's the question, but the, we can zero it in. So right now, game three, over under point total for Kevin Durant, 26.5 points. Now, in game one or two, it was right in that range, 26 and a half, 26. So the market, no one's thinking it would seem over Durant, over Durant. And oh, by the way, if you set Durant over under at 26 and a half, which it is tonight, for every game played during the regular season, net net, he would have been over 35, under 43. So you're thinking, oh, this is a little bit higher. Probably not worth the over. But pregame.com research went a level deeper, next level. When Cousins was in, Durant went way under those at 26 and a half. When Cousins wasn't in the game, which he won't be tonight, didn't play 28 and 24 to the over. So just in general, Durant score has scored more points than 26 and a half most of the games without. Cousins, you add in the fact that Durant feels like he's got something to prove. And I'm going to show anybody out there that thinks for one second that maybe I'm second-guessing myself that I am the greatest of all time forever and ever. It feels like Durant has something to prove here. And because of that, I personally like over 26.5 points for Durant. I like over 26.5 as well. And let's think about what's the number one thing we are concerned about when we make this bet. Uh-oh, if Golden State goes up 25, Durant might go to the bench. Well, Golden State was up 31 in Game 2, and they lost outright. I don't think Durant's going to be taking a seat on the bench until the final couple minutes. Great point, Fez. You're saying if there is that big lead that Golden State may get, this is the game Golden State doesn't let the foot off the gas. Keeps Durant in, he keeps scoring. Exactly. Plus... If he ends up having a big night, you know, he's one. if he puts up 20 in the first half, you'll see that sometimes. And then, hey, we can win this game and crew. I think Durant wants to make a statement tonight. Exactly. Like Ric Flair just said. All right, when we come back, well, it's connected. We are going to talk to you about the three NBA games tonight, including Golden State. And I've got a best bet personally on one of those games that's coming up next he's rj bell i'm jonas knox and this is the pregame show you've always wanted and it's money making time here on fox sports radio be sure to catch live editions of straight out of vegas weekdays at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. We've got more playoff action in the NBA, tipping off a little over an hour from now, 8 Eastern time on TNT. It's the 76ers at the Nets. Philly is a three and a half point favorite, and we have a rare best bet from R.J. Bell. Yeah, I like this one. Fez, I want to get your thoughts, if you agree, in the playoffs most teams play hard. The baseline is hard. And then if your back's against the wall, it's max. So the whole zigzag, which is one team does well one night, next game, you look for the other team to do well. Why? Because they're going to be at max. They feel the pressure, the urgency. The other team, the team at one, is still going to be playing hard most of the time. I think there's probably two teams in this playoff. You could say that's not necessarily the case. Maybe their baseline isn't playing hard. They have a lower gear. Golden State, we'll be talking about that game next. And the Sixers. What I've seen is this is a team that in game one played shockingly lackadaisical. Now, what's the difference 
when the Sixers play hard or not? Is Embiid down in the blocks doing the dirty work? Or is he out there playing around the three-point line? And is Ben Simmons playing particularly hard with an eye towards, with a, with a understanding of his limitations, saying, because of those limitations, I can't clog up the lane. I can't do this. I can't, you know, all the things that in game one he did, but then in game two, he's focused, triple-double. He's the Ben Simmons. Some people think might be a top, potential top 10 player down the road. Now that the Sixers won, the Nets are at home, first home game. It feels like this could be a flat spot for the Sixers. I'm getting three and a half at home with the Nets. Crowd's going to be into it. Best bet, Brooklyn Nets plus three and a half from RJ. What do you think, Fez? I agree, and I love your take on Embiid and Simmons both getting called out after game one. Basically, this team got booed off the court at home, and they both brought it game two, including Embiid playing inside. I don't think he- I think there's a sense of relief. A breath. Ooh, we got We didn't. We didn't lose again. The papers aren't going crazy negative on us. Could be a little flat. And Embiid can't, frankly, play inside like that every game of the playoffs. He won't last to the finals if Philly's still alive. Guys, game three between the Warriors and the Clippers is coming up later on on TNT right now on pregame.com. Golden State is an eight and a half point favorite. Brad Powers, who specializes in college, but sharper in the pros than many think. Got a best bet. Yeah, best bet for me, Golden State minus eight and a half. And when you're handicapping Golden State this year, it comes down to one word, motivation. And I think you're going to see a motivated Golden State tonight coming off that 31-point blown lead, the largest in NBA playoff history in their latest game. And we've seen it here just recently. Golden State off their last six straight-up losses, they have covered that next game by an average of nine and a half points per game. So let's talk about that. How many straight-up losses? Six. The last six times they've lost. So this is this all this season. Yep. They've won the next game? By 15 points per game. They've covered by nine and a half points per game. Okay. Showing they have another gear. They do. And I think they show it tonight. One thing that keeps me off Golden State a little bit here, I think the Clippers crowd might be. We've heard, oh, it's going to be a takeover with Golden State. I think Clippers winning game two helps the crowd in game three. What do you think, Fez? Yeah, this one's really unclear to me, RJ. What is the home court advantage in this game? Is it Clippers three and a half? Of course not. It's not that high, but it might be close to it or more close to it than we would have expected had the Clippers not won a game already. Brad Powers, best bet, Warriors. Tipping off at 9 Eastern time on NBA TV. It is the San Antonio Spurs tied at one game apiece with the Denver Nuggets, but San Antonio a four and a half point favorite at home. So, Fez, I know you're negative on Denver in general because the altitude during the regular season helps them so much when teams have to play back-to-back. Not so much the case in the regular season. They were down big, late, could have been down 0-2, saved the season. What do you see in this game? Yeah, I'm going to lean to the Spurs here. It's all about the home-road dichotomies of both teams. San Antonio has been better at home than the market has Gone ahead and priced them. San Antonio's 24 and 17 against the spread at home. Denver's been lousy on the road, away from the altitude, 17 and 24 against the spread. Markets have never caught up to how bad Denver is away from the altitude. I'll lean to the Spurs. And I think it's a situation where, in general, every team is better at home, worse on the road. Some teams owe home court advantage means more than usual. And I think 
you're saying both Denver and San Antonio home means more to them than a typical team. Exactly right. You know, the spread is shocking, though, to me in that, remember, going into the series, Denver was a huge favorite. Now San Antonio, they're not just favored by three and a half for a home court. They're favored by four and a half. The markets are saying these are pretty so, equal teams. Well, at four and a half, it's saying the Spurs are the better team. Yeah. All right, guys, we've been, we talked about the voting straight out of Vegas here on MarJ on should we talk about Game of Throne odds? We had that first, we had a caller crossfire and we thought it was a tie. One caller says, yes, Game of uh, Thrones. Other caller said, no, don't be such a nerd. Now, that was a tie. We went to a poll. We had thousands voting on my Twitter, at RJ in Vegas. It was 50-50, right down the middle. But if you do the raw vote count and don't round, the yes won slightly. But... It was so close. Here's the thing. Starting tomorrow, we'll do it. We're going to give you the odds updated each week, but with a 60-second limit. No discussion. No Fez talking about who's going to win. None of that crap. It's going to be a newsy recitation. 60 seconds a week. Game of Thrones odds. Who's going to sit on the Iron Throne? Whatever that is. The voters have spoken. 60 seconds a week. Tomorrow, the first update. The Odd Couple is next. We are straight out of Vegas back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is 
finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.